Welcome to the very, very first episode of Boston's Big Three Podcast. Now, I'm sure if you're listening to this, uh, you have no idea who I am. You didn't come here to listen to me. You came here to listen to Spike King and GRD. But a little about me before we start. My name is Tyler Miller from Worcester. I work for Rather Way Media. Basically, all you need to know because, like I said, you guys came for Spike King and GRD. So without Nobody further ado... What's up? What's up? Nobody came to listen. To First of all, one hundred percent no. Tyler, you screwed us. Puppet. How did no. how did I screw you? Guys? You screwed us with these technical difficulties. We were supposed to go live about two hours ago. Yeah, we were supposed to be live at eight o'clock. This is your this is your fault that we had it's to wait your, wait this long time. You're the puppet. You were supposed to have the show on the road, and the fucking show ain't on the road yet. Yeah, I wonder why, dude. We, we me and me and Spike King's been ready since nine fifteen. It is ten eleven. Yeah, whatever. All I'm saying is you're close to getting fucking fired. Point blank, period. Hey, if I get fired, you guys don't know how to do any of this. <laughs> so <What> like, <laughs> I walked you through how to get here. All right. So yeah, Spike King, GRD, myself. Um, this is just gonna be a show about anything really, Boston sports. Uh, mostly and then if anything goes viral uh, anything huge happens that we need to talk about we'll obviously touch on it i'm sure there's gonna be a ton of back and forth between spiking and GRD because like i said we are two hours into this before clicking record and they have just going non-stop back and forth great host right there yeah we've really gone back and forth let's get this going man give us the first topic that we got to talk about we got a lot of talk about over the last week that's happened man yeah so we plan to do this every uh what wednesday hopefully see what happens but first thing we got to go through the agenda is Kyrie's free agency dude's probably gonna be leaving boston what do you i don't know GRD, obviously you have the uh, green runs deep account uh Everybody comments all your catchphrases and stuff. So you're one of the biggest Celtics, I guess, ambassadors on Instagram. Uh, thoughts on Kyrie going uh, elsewhere? Like, I'm just ready for it to pass over us and move on to the next thing. Kyrie's as good as gone, if you have to ask me. We're ready to fucking turn the leaf. We're ready to give the keys to the castle to somebody else who has a fucking pair of balls. Who, who do you think that someone else over. will be? I don't know, but it's not going to be no flat earth fucking vegan motherfucker. Nah, Kyrie Irving, that's all I know. Plant-based diet your ass out of Boston. You ain't built for this, boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is why you're on the show. You just say the most absurd things. Were you team, like, keep Kyrie before all this drama, though, I'm assuming? Like, I love Kyrie, but after the comments he's made over the past couple months, I see he doesn't want anything to do with Boston. I'm already over him. It, it was like, it was bittersweet. Very good player. Just not not meant for this city. The biggest like slap in the face, I guess you could call it for this whole thing. He made the Nike commercial. He had that whole outing at the garden saying, I plan to come back if you guys want me here. Clearly nobody wants him here, so he's not going to come back. But you not made me. such a point in October that you're going to come back and then you just tear down everyone in the Celtics organization throughout the season. Like, and you expect to be the good guy. Like, you wanted to leave Cleveland because you don't want to be Le with LeBron, and you didn't like the management. Then you come to Boston, don't like the management, don't like Brad Stevens, don't like any of the players. At what point do you look at yourself in the mirror and say, this is just on me? Like, this is a me problem. Hey, free agents don't leave Boston often. When Kyrie leaves Boston, I'm excited to see what, what the fans treat him like when he comes back. Because leaving a city is not an easy thing to do, like, you, you see the players that do it. Gordon Hayward left. LeBron left Cleveland that time. Those players get a lot of hate. If Kyrie leaves Boston, I think he's going to get some hate. Spike, what are your uh, thoughts on the whole situation? All right, so first off, GRD will never give me credit on this. I've been saying since last October, Kyrie was never coming back. It was an absolute – he's an absolute fraud. You knew that. I kept saying he's going to go to the Knicks. He's going to go to the Knicks. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Sounds like he's going to go to the Nets. But Kyrie never wanted to come to Boston in the first place. That's my feeling. He got traded here. It's not like he just walked in as a free agent and said, yeah, I'm going to go play for Boston. I felt like the day that he came here, he said, I'm just going to ride this out. I'm going to do my two years, and I'm completely out of here. Uh, Kyrie, like, it, it's good for the Celtics. Like, you okay, just then why on. did he make those comments then? He's because he's a psycho, like, like, it's, it's, <laughs> just, 
But it's it's just lying to the fan base. Like, what's he going to be like? Yeah, we'll just uh, see what ends up happening. Like, we'll That's see what, see what happens. He's, maybe he made those comments so people wouldn't bother him the whole season with the questions. But yeah, he hates still, the media. You, you you've seen still, it during the year where he's like, I can't wait till I'm I'm done with this. I can't. Yeah, wait. yeah, that snap video. Back in, yeah, back in October, he shouldn't have said to all the season ticket members that I'm I plan on staying. Blah blah. blah. He should have said, Hey, we'll talk about it in the summer. Let's go get this fucking banner. Instead, what was his, what was his exact quote? What was his exact quote? Because it was something like, I plan on resigning if you guys are, w- are willing to have if me if back. If you guys are willing if to have me back. If you right? guys want me back in Boston, I will be more than welcome to come back to Boston. Now, it's kind of like a fucking thin line. Half the people want him in Boston, half don't. So maybe he's taking note of that and actually leaving because people I, don't want him. I am still adamant in saying that Boston is not a big media market. Like for someone like Kyrie, who is now a quote unquote movie star, a guy who sells merchandise in a shoe brand. I just feel like Boston's not the market. LA's a market, New York's a market, Miami's a bigger market in terms of selling yourself and selling your brand. And I feel like you can't do that in the Boston area. Boston is a I mean, sports market. Boston is a dedicated sports market. And I mean, he's making money no matter which way you look at it, but I just I'm feel like- I'm not gonna listen to advice from you about fucking sports marketing you okay. guys when you fucking wear LeBron's from fucking 10 years ago. That's just part you of the style, know man. about marketing about players, dog. Boston is one of the best fucking cities you could play in, you moron. Yeah, he said sports Phoenix, market, Arizona, though. You think Phoenix, Arizona is a fucking sports city? Milwaukee, Wisconsin, <laughs> you fucking blockhead. Boston is top five all day. I don't give a fuck in the city, in the country. In the whole fucking world. Yeah, but he was his argument was sports. Market. Not really. They're not You're talking about like lifestyle, right? You got two LA teams. You have two teams in New York because of the Nets and the Knicks, and you have a team in Miami. That's five right there. Boston would be six. Like Miami, well, that's not even a major market. You <laughs> Miami's a market. Miami is a better market Miami than Boston. Miami is a market that leaves their fucking games in the third quarter when the <laughs> teams get in the ass pounded. No, I'm saying that Boston's a dedicated sports fan market, but in terms of marketability for an individual player, Boston's like a, not, not even that. Go. It's oh like how God. LeBron you sells so his shoes, his clothing line. So rock solid, dumb. You don't know anything about marketing. You fucking wear fucking payless shoes. Get the fuck out of my face talking about a player is marketable. First of all, Kyrie's the number one marketable person in the whole fucking NBA. No, LeBron James. That's KD. so stupid. You're an idiot. What? LeBron James is the number one marketable guy in the NBA, not Kyrie. No, Irving. he's not. Look up whose shoes are better, LeBron's or K- or fucking Kyrie's. Kyrie's because like he's more affordable. He's more relatable. The young kids want to fucking be him. Nobody wants to be LeBron's faded ass hairline ass motherfucker. Everybody <laughs> wants to be Kyrie Irving. But now this fucking vegan ain't shit. He got no backbone. Nobody wants to be a bitch like that. All right, See, so. I, I used to be on Kyrie's side here because Me too. when you to be on it's, Kyrie's side too. it's like when you ask if I asked you in October if you're gonna come to this thing in July and every day between October 15th and July 1st I asked you hey are you still come to the party are you still going to the party are you still going to the party it would drive me nuts Tyler you know what a, uh, the biggest thing a man has is his word this motherfucker gave us his word and he's going on his on back on his word so now he ain't a man he's a bitch. So do you He's think that bitch. the Garden? Do you think that the Garden next year, whatever team he plays, it's his first game back at the Garden? Do you think that all the fans should boo him? I mean, I think that will happen no matter what. I mean, I will boo the fuck out of any player that comes into Boston. I don't give a fuck if you were even Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah what? Thomas, did you I clap for him? If he's not on my team, I don't give a fuck about him. So what happens when Paul Pierce came back when he's on the Clippers? Paul Pierce is a little bit of an exception, but when he's against <laughs> us, yeah. but he's a little so, bit of an exception. So but the, the short-term player, that fucking guy has to take a shit and takes a wheelchair out of the fucking game. <laughs> but only this time he don't come back. So he's obviously going to go to Brooklyn, correct? If he goes to Brooklyn, he's not winning shit. All right. Well, speaking of Brooklyn, our very own – wait, he switched his name from what? Cinematic Feels to Woke Gene? Yep. He's single-handedly – Caused the revolution of just all his followers to slide in and comment on Kyrie's girlfriend and Kyrie's sister's DMs. Like they had to change their profile picture to like a Brooklyn Nets logo 
change their username to something Brooklyn Nets and just attack Kyrie's like girlfriend and sister saying like, oh, Kyrie isn't going to be welcome in Brooklyn. Brooklyn doesn't want Kyrie. One of the funniest things I've seen on social media, like this kid <laughs> led an army. Just I didn't even know about that. Oh, this is so funny. Like, he was leading it off the whole day, uh, I think two days in advance. He was like, I have a raid coming. Everyone get ready. Or big, big uh, news coming out tomorrow. And he came out and so many people, like, just were commenting. Then he has a group chat with all his people, like the NBA pages. And Kyrie's in one of them. And they were talking. And Kyrie responded, like, texted Gene, like, in instagram saying like hey appreciate the love man all this stuff but he did he has no idea that gene was the one who caused everybody to comment on his like loved ones pictures and everything saying making up very very false rumors but making it seem like an entire fan base just does not want him i like it i i love that that's why i love instagram i just love that you can do something like that in a raid and what was great is if you were following it a lot of people that switched their profiles loved it they felt like they were part of something and uh just to get that dm from Kyrie, which is just a simple like you know oh i love you fans and this and that i got major respect for gene dude like i just love stuff like that how, how old is he he's more uh, like, like kids right high, uh, like high school 17 yeah yeah, I'm going through it now. It's just unbelievable. Kyrie uh, DM'd him. I appreciate y'all always. I'll keep checking in to make sure you all know how a greater community of genuine love you've created. Thank you for the faith and belief of who I am. It means a great deal to me. There's still so much more to accomplish. Let's go after it together. Love, peace, and light, my brothers and sisters. He talks like he's at church all the time. He definitely smoked a fucking blunt right before he wrote that. <laughs> he was lit. Yeah, let me go right back to a bunch of fucking 12-year-olds on Instagram. <laughs> but just watching the whole thing, I was like, how could like someone – like I would want to see something like – I don't think you do it, GRD, but if you had – I don't even know how many followers you have, what, like 60,000 plus or something. If you started a raid against that just to see what would happen – so many more people, I feel, because you have like a cult-ish following, not in the bad way, but well, like people will just follow everything that you say. Well, well, that's like some funny things in the past. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's like the TD Garden situation when I got kicked out that one time, and then like two days later we put out a a fake thing saying like I got banned from the garden for a year, and all yeah. these followers went out and they went to the TD Garden. And they were we never told them to do anything, and they're all tagging the TD Garden hashtag Free Babs. And I'm getting a, a call from like the head of like the FBI security at the TD Garden. <laughs> former, okay, wait, wait, wait. We former, need to talk about this story. This is F, former hey, FBI agent. You didn't get a phone call. Your parents got a phone. Yeah, call. my parents got a phone call. They okay, okay, time out. We're gonna have to rewind this back. This is before I like work with you guys obviously i was just following along both your pages but i saw wait it was around christmas time right yeah it was right around there yeah uh, so what happened so we went to a game throwing cones and shit <laughs> i was i threw a cone across oh, hold on, right. let's hear let's hear let's hear babs side first, of the story then we'll go to jared <laughs> All right, let, yeah, let me take it. First, I took a caution cone. I threw it across the concourse. One of the ushers didn't like it. it. I apologized. He got my face. He was being a hardo. I disengaged. I said, whatever, bro, whatever. I went down to my seat with like six minutes to go. I was sitting in a seat I wasn't supposed to sit in. He wanted to check my ticket. I said, oh, my mobile thing's not working. He had a bone to pick with me. He knew he got me. He was making a big deal. Escorts me up to the concourse. There's 15 Securitas guys there. Securitas cannot touch you. They're not supposed to touch you. So I, and they tried to touch me. I said, you can't do that. Your contract security. One thing leads into another. They said, you need to leave. I got escorted out. GRD hears about it. GRD posts on his social media like, you know, fuck you, you, you pussy, like this and that to the oh, usher. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I remember that video. Oh. You, we got right up in his face. And, everything. And, 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 and whatever. I took the L, right? I took the L. But then people started chirping like, hey, like, what happened? What happened? Everyone wants to know what happened. They want the inside scoop. So what do we do? We hit up our boy, Timmy King. Hey, Timmy, we need a little help with something. Let's have fun. Let's screw around with the garden. Made a fake letter that says the Spike King has been banned for 365 days. You're not allowed back in the garden. I posted it on a Friday at like 1 p.m. I just said I was disgusted. And I just said, whatever, we'll see what happens. All these people start tagging the TD Garden. They went on the <laughs> TD Garden Instagram. They were saying hashtag free babs. They were making fun of the security. My parents get a phone call around 5 p.m. because they looked up my name and they found the house number, a landline number to my yeah, name. Yeah. 
they call the house up there in, in Lawrence. They go, hey, like, what's going on? My parents call me like this. The head of security is calling from the TD Garden. They call me. I call or I call them, whatever it is. And then they say, can you take that down? We can't ban people. I said, no, I don't know who's screwing with me anymore. Like, I don't know what's going on. But uh, long story short, too, the guy's like a former FBI like agent or some shit like that. So I didn't yeah, really mess him up. He killed somebody. <laughs> I took it. I took it down. And uh, the idea was uh, we were going to the next game as the Grinch in Santa Claus. Yeah. So I, yeah. Like I snuck into the game and like got in there. But it was a fun world one day. But it's just cool like that. Just something that that's what I love about IG is like the reality, the perceptions and stuff like that. So yeah, you're a pussy. That, yeah, I am absolutely. The biggest uh, one. Sticking with the NBA, draft was last week, last Wednesday or something like that. Celtics got Langford, uh, Carson Edwards, uh, Williams, Tremont Waters, who actually I used to watch Tremont Waters when he was uh, in AAU. And then we signed Taco Fall. Any of these guys going to pan out? Any of these guys going to be in the roster even? Uh, G.O.D. will stick with you, obviously, because you're Celtics, and then we'll transition. Um, I never knew that somebody go went and watched AAU basketball games. Nah, that was been between my tournaments. He was he was EYBL. He's uh, oh, expressions. Okay. I That's thought a mass you were, like, stuff. Spectator, like, oh no no, it was in between my games. Um, to be honest, like the rookies, I didn't know any of them prior to them being drafted. I don't. I'm not like into college, but over the last like six days, I've done my fair share of research. Character-wise, I can talk about that. Like, I've seen a lot of them look very mature. They look like they have the right head to, like, get into the league. Um, I don't know what we'll do for playing time this year. It's going to be a lot of, like, nobody knows what's going to happen with the Celtics yet. So, this I have a story. I have very a, good, like, next week. I have a story about Langford, actually. So, he went to Indiana, their Big Ten. Um, I go to Penn State, obviously. So, I got the... Season tickets for a basketball game. Just me and my couple of my friends. We decided why not? Like Penn State basketball, horrible. But we went to Penn State, Indiana, and I had third row seats. And like one of my friends is from Boston. And like we were right behind Indiana's bench, and Langford was coming off. He's like, We'll see you in a Celtics uniform. And Langford just shook his head, no. And I was like, Oh, no. And then he got drafted. And I vividly remember him saying he doesn't want to be on the Celtics to me and this other kid. So I don't know if this is breaking news or anything, but I'm sure he denied it. Like, what do I know? But I mean, to be honest, like he could have just said that because he like saw what the Celtics were last year and didn't see himself like yeah. sitting on that squad. I don't know. Well, he also said he couldn't watch a bunch of NBA games because he didn't have cable at school. Reddit streams, I would say, well, my entire Hulu has just, live yeah. sports. Hulu has live sports. None of these guys are going to pan out because look at their numbers, 29, 40, 45, 51. Who the hell wears those kind of numbers? They're stupid numbers. Those guys aren't going to pan out. None of those draft picks are paying out. Taco Fall is going to be the real deal. I cannot wait for the summer league. The Celtics for the last 15 years, so since Kendrick Perkins, they've been lacking a big man, a true big man, and I can't wait to see what Taco has. I'm rooting for him. 7-7, I want that guy out there. I want them grabbing boards. That's what that's – what, Going back to like 2010, that was one of their faults of why they lost to the Lakers. They got out rebounded. They need someone that could just rebound for them. Yeah, I but he can't move. He can't go. I don't care if he can't move. Just stand on the back. Yao Ming could have moved. Just stand in the basket, catch the ball, put it in, rebound, pass it out. It's also a small ball error though. Like if he if he it's came if Taco ball, you stupid idiot. if Taco Fall came around like a decade ago, he'd have a 10, 15 year career. But the Yo, fact that a he a, can't move, b can't shoot, so they're just gonna do the hack a shack thing on him. The seas is like, where is he going to fit in? He's like, yeah, he's seven foot seven, but I don't see him doing anything for the Celtics. Also, you have to wear a talker uniform. Let's not rain on Babs Parade here, dude. This guy's been fucking watching BBC porn for the last six days. (laughs) Oh, taco, taco, seven, seven. Believe in Brad Stevens and believe in Taco Fall. Taco Tuesdays at the Garden. You're going to see me. He gets on the Celtics. He gets that full-time roster. You will catch me at every Celtics game I go to in a taco costume. The taco stand. We're going to have a whole taco section. Free tacos for everyone if he can make all his free throws that night. We'll be doing some unique things like that. We we never have a free taco night. The Wave is going to sponsor that shit, too. if, If this Taco Fall at least makes 10 out of 10 free throws, everyone in the stadium gets a free taco if he makes We're one out of ten I'm fine <laughs> like, did you ever see the video of his free throws like it's like 
Dude, it's like throwing a frisbee or like playing cornhole. That's how it looks like when he shoots a basketball. <laughs> it's like I don't know how anything is gonna work out. Also, you now you have a loophole with this case. You said if Taco Fall gets drafted by the Celtics, you'd wear a Celtics. I mean, a Taco costume for a week you straight. You did say that before the draft, but he didn't get drafted. He didn't get drafted. He gets signed. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm I'm all in. I'm putting all my chips into Taco Fall, and I want to go out to Vegas. I've been adamant. I want to be out there for the summer league. I want to be there July 9th. I want to be there on Taco. I want to be there on Taco Tuesday. No, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for an approval from everybody. I want. I want some fucking. Proactive for you. Yeah, he's waiting yeah, to see. No, he's no, waiting no. to see if he gets a second ten-day contract. That's because <laughs> I was rubbing the taco, the meat all over my face. Oh, taco, taco fall, taco fall. His contract so, wasn't a ten-day contract. He's what is it? It's like something. a. What is it? It's a ten-day something. I thought ten something. Nah, summer league, like a, ten day in the summer. That's what it's yeah, called. That's no, it. Not. Yeah, it is. It's a uh, a ten contract. Yeah, it's an A-10, not a 10-day, dude. He's signed for the year, I think. It's no, like he's not for the year. It's just for Summer League. It's just for the Summer nah. League. He still has to make the roster. All right. He'll make it. If he makes the roster, you got to bring a sign of our choice to the first game. <laughs> oh, okay. This could be brutal. He'd actually get kicked out of the garden. This Let's time. do it. Make the bet right now. Shake on you. Fucking I'm telling you, if we're out in Vegas July 9th, dressed up as tacos no. on Taco Tuesday, that shit's going everywhere. Everyone's going to be in front of Taco. Listen to me. I don't care about Summer League. I'm talking about if this taco slob makes the fucking roster <laughs> in Boston, game one, I'll take you to the game. You got to wear a fucking taco suit. And you got to wear a sign that I think of. Deal. Deal. You bring me the opener. Bring me the opener. Deal. Absolutely. All right. right. I'm going to say, like, I have a tiny taco. I have a tiny taco. If he doesn't make the team, I'm never bringing your fat ass to a game again in your whole life. That's going to save you thousands of dollars right there. Nah, I'm just kidding. I'll bring you to the second game. You'll bring me to at least a Christmas game. We have to have at least a Christmas game together. Yeah, Christmas, we're getting wild. The Grinch and fucking Santa Claus getting rowdy. Santa Grog. And then the last part for the Celtics I kind of want to touch on. Um, Al Horford, out of nowhere, kind of said he was leaving. Uh, still could get resigned. He's just looking for a four-year. I think he's looking for a 4-100. I'd be very okay signing Al for 100, but I don't really see him coming back to the Celtics. I think he's going to go Dallas. I don't even uh, know what the fuck you just said. I, I think that Horford is trying to play the market here with the Celtics. I think that he wants that four-year instead of a three-year. And uh, if he walks, he walks. It's a business at the end of the day. He just wants to get that last, like, longer extension. Um, if I'm the Celtics, I try to keep him around. I, I think Horford – shake your head. I think Horford is someone that uh, kind of is a Celtic that's been there. I think he likes Boston. I think he likes the team. I think he likes the fan base. Uh, respectable guy. But then again, some people are like, what is Horford really – is Horford really a max player? Is Horford even really worth that money for the production yeah. he's giving you? And, you know, um, I, I guess that's true. Uh, he, he might not be, but, I mean, I, I just like paper. the guy. I just like the guy. That's why. Go get your paper, Al Horford. I love you. Thank you for your four years in Boston. Yeah. I still wish that you walked in on your wife getting slammed by somebody so you would play a little harder, play with a little of aggression. It didn't happen. Go do it elsewhere. Are you going to boo him when he comes back? No, no, he's not a boo. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's so, an exception. So it's an another exception. <laughs> I will always rep 42. All right, so who are you going to boo then? Just short-term players or people who just been driving? No, like, listen to me. Al Horford, when he was on the court, he gave it his all. His all was not good enough, so I'll respect him. Like, say this. If Jared Selinger comes back, I'll give that motherfucker a cheeseburger. I like Jared Selinger. <laughs> Best player we ever cut. Kelly Olenek, welcome back all the time. Evan Turner, really? welcome back all the time. Yeah. I have a uh, I have a Kelly Olenek story. So I hated Kelly Olenek. Like I don't know why. None of me understood why. He took the of stupidest. Of you didn't like him because you're from Boston. You're racist. <laughs> but he's white. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I just didn't like him. Like he'd do dumb shots and he would just drive me crazy. So I would always tweet and stuff and be like, "Oh, Kelly Olenek stinks." Like when I was a kid. And then probably, yeah, it was last fall. He tweeted something like about a letter opener. It's like, you really never understand how good a letter opener has until you lose it. 
and I quote tweeted, I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, this is why I hate Kelly Olenek. And he responded to me, man. He's like, hey, I've been seeing you for a while. You just need a better letter opener, man. I was like, why Why is Kelly Olenek talking to me about letters when everything's email, everything's this, this? Like, that, I just don't like Kelly Olenek at all. I like that story. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, anyway, any final thoughts on the Celtics before we move on? Nah, I actually want to know when I can get that fucking three minutes back on my life. <laughs> just uh, G- GRD, short term here, really quick, just for the Celtics. Are the Celtics a NBA Finals contender next season, right now on paper? Hell no. Next week, you talk to me and still no, but then talk to me at the trade deadline. You never seen Danny Ainge in the last, like, 10 years go all in on a roster. You you feel me? Like, he never, like, that Isaiah Thomas year, he got Isaiah Thomas. That wasn't, like, an all-in move. I'm talking, like, a Toronto Raptors, throw it all at the wall, throw away some good contracts, good players for that Marcus Gasol yeah. type guy. Danny Ainge has not done it. You know? And and you just got to think right now that the rumors of Kemba Walker, you know, they, they keep talking about him maybe coming to the Celtics, and that would be a pretty good solid move right there for the Celtics to get the keep I the mean, hopes up there. My arms are open, but I would honestly take Kemba Walker on a team-friendly deal. You want to come to a real sports city and play basketball? You play for a little bit less money. You want to stay in a fucking college city down in fucking wherever the fuck you are in uh, Charlotte? You ain't going to fucking win shit. Celtics Celtics don't make the playoffs next year. Does Danny Ainge end up getting fired? Nah. Um, They'll make the playoffs. A, B. I don't, I don't think he's think gonna get Danny tossed. Will ever get fired? Like it will be like a mutual parting. Yeah. But to be honest, like, right. like the time is definitely ticking on Danny Ainge. You can tell, like they got Mike Zarin behind the scenes. He does a lot of Danny's work. But somebody that just had his second heart attack, dude, you gotta fucking look at your life. Like, is is this fucking NBA traveling bullshit, recruiting players, fucking trading Markel Fultz and fucking doing your thing is that really worth it you know i don't know yeah all right so we kind of just pounded anything we can sell things into the ground uh cory uh god i don't know that was a name reveal i can cut that uh, you went to the new casino in everett with who t guns yeah i took him security guard over there is he your actual security guard i've always wanted this yeah oh what do you need security for just the instagram clout not just better to have it than not have it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, how was it in Everett first Bro, opening it, weekend? That shit was beautiful. We went in there, parked in the bottom floor. Fucking everybody was like, oh, there's going to be traffic over there. That fucking place is going to be a zoo. Bitch, I drove right in the garage, parked my car, went right in the elevator. Casino was absolutely empty. I think all these morons were outside watching the fireworks. I was messing around, <laughs> gambling. I lost like a couple hundred went to eat lunch nobody there we came out of lunch there was like 40 people waiting to get in the restaurant then then we went downstairs the whole casino was fucking slammed dude it was crazy i mean i'm only 20 so the only casino i can get into is twin river and lincoln your birthday november okay so in november we're gonna get rowdy sounds good what day in november November? 12th Okay, Ooh. mine is the 16th, so we will get really rowdy. <laughs> I'll be home for Thanksgiving. I'll have to check it out. But, like, uh, McGregor, he, I think McGregor was there that night because he posted something on Instagram about it. No, nah, he wasn't. He has a partnership with them. Uh, whenever he has his fights, that's where his, like, after party is. So. Oh, so it must like have been an old Vegas, one. Vegas, that's what he does. But So that just means maybe in Boston, when he does come to Boston, he will go there for his after party and shit. He's a huge Boston guy. Maybe just because, like, straight Irish people, like, everywhere. He says, like, Boston is, like, little Italy. I mean, little Ireland. <laughs> well, that well, well, for the McGregor thing, too, and me being just a casual MMA guy, I believe the fight that really made him to the next level was in Boston, where he had a win. Like, this was, like, a, like years and years ago, before Maybe, he was yeah. champion and everything. So, I, I feel like that Boston win actually started elevating his career. But, uh. Anyways, me and GRD talked off off the podcast like a couple days ago, and the the Encore Casino is a huge deal for Boston, uh, for the better. Uh, it's gonna take time. 
it's going to take a lot of time. They're going to do a lot of things around that area. But man, imagine going better. to Celtics. Yeah, for the better. Like, just, I mean, there's going to be better. money. I mean, I'm just saying for the better. For the better. For the better. I'm a better. <laughs> for the betters. Yeah. So, but anyways, you caught Celtics, into that one fucking five minutes too late. I'm, I'm, I'm drunk and hungover and all at the same time. Yo, they're having a sports book there too in December, I heard. Oh, that's good. So, like we were saying, imagine going there before Celtics or Bruins game or going there afterwards, like being able to hang out, drinking till four in the morning there, as long as you're actively gambling on the floor. Awesome. Like, why is why is Boston not have their last call at four in the morning? Why is it at like 1.30? It needs to start expanding out. They need to have a better nightlife in Boston. I think the casino, the Encore is going to start doing that. And, and I quote me on this. In about five years, they're going to have a bill that's going to start opening up all these bars in Boston to stay open later. Everywhere I've traveled to, Chicago, New York, all these different places, they're all open till four in the morning. It's going to really change everything in the Boston yeah, area. I think that will be a really better. good idea. Then Uber drivers could start killing more fucking little girls from nightclubs. <laughs> so it's a win-win. <laughs> it's a fucking win-win. No pun intended. Uh, Yo, another thing about the casinos, everybody was over there fucking crying their eyes out. Oh, it's a twenty-five dollar minimum. Yeah, bitch, get the fuck. Go to Foxwoods if you want to buy. Pe- people don't. Dollar. People don't realize that the Wynn Casino is like very, very high class, and it's a lot, it's a lot of money. Like you know, you know what I mean. So uh, it's not like you said. It's not like your Foxwoods or Mohegan or anything like that. They're looking for like that upper class. I mean, anybody can go there. Anybody can gamble. But uh, what did you expect, dude? You know. They have that Popeye statue in there for like, what's it worth? Like $30 million? <laughs> like, oh, Popeye? Like yeah, they have a Popeye statue in there. Yeah, they got a fucking statue that's worth $28 million. And, and I heard it's because they actually had a team dedicated to the Asian market. Like, Asians love that stuff. Like, they're just looking for that. That's why they have certain things in their dedicated. No, that's 100% thanks. Nice. One thing I will say, there was fucking like a million Asian people there just with their phones, like, they weren't even fucking gambling. They were like just taking pictures and shit. They're probably in awe. Like they love it, man. They love gambling. Ask Tan Tran. Loves it. But they weren't gambling. They were just like but fucking they, taking pictures. They love the atmosphere. They love being part of that. Wait, you you're allowed I mean? to take pictures there? Uh, people were getting yelled at, but yeah. I don't yeah, know. My, my friend got kicked out of a Twin River because he took a picture. If it's a oh, grand yeah. opening or something. I don't know. Well... Uh, so did T-Guns win or no? Just everyone down? Casino made a lot of money in the opening night. Uh, I think T-Guns lost a little bit of my money. Your money? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, when, when T-Guns comes with me, he gets taken care of no matter what, though. Hold, wait, one more thing on this. Didn't someone get kicked out because they cheated on roulette? Yeah, yeah, four people got arrested, they said, and one person was cheating on roulette. I didn't really read the story into it, but um, talk about how it do you after I go to court? <laughs> <laughs> how do you cheat on roulette? It's just a ball going around a circle. So I could see probably putting the putting chips down and then taking it back. Or putting yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, put your hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like they say, so, no more bets, and someone takes their bet away or whatever. Yo, Tyler, one time I was playing roulette, all of a sudden, somebody fucking put like a $100, no, a $200 bet on a red, right? And all of a sudden, the guy spun it. There was three people at the wheel, me, another guy, and the guy that bet. And all of a sudden, the dealer spun the wheel, and the opposite color rang, and the guy left. All of a sudden, the dumbass dealer still paid the bet. And me and the guy that didn't leave, we fucking robbed the guy's bet. 200 bucks <laughs> each, we out here. <laughs> That's my move whenever I go to a casino. I put all the money I brought on either red or black. It's like I'm either going to double my money or I'm going to be done for the night. And I'm willing to take that risk every single time. I always will put it on black. That's the first thing. Just all of it. Yeah. All I know is if you, we, we do if you go to the Encore Casino, at some point you're watching this and you see GRD there, stay close by him because you Ooh, get a little uh, luckier way, dude. You get a little luckier coming your doesn't way. doesn't sound like it. They want to do. No, no, no. I, I've seen this guy more times than not. Like now end up smashing, man. We go to the casino. This guy has paid for numerous trips because the first thing we do off of a flight is go to the nearest casino, and the trip's already paid for within the first ten minutes. Like everything's what, all set. What's your game? Just roulette, like roulette, man. Oh, you don't. You just stay strictly with it. Yeah. 
my friend like thinks way too hard into a uh, blackjack. So we spent like an hour at the blackjack table and he's down like 20 bucks at the end. I'm like, this is so and not we, worth it. We hit blackjack up one time. Babs was playing fucking $400 hands of blackjack. <laughs> That's not how you do it. There's, there's a reason why, oh, f- Corey, 50 grand. I made a post about that like a couple months ago. So nah, that time was because this guy, is, his uh, grandfather died and he used his fucking ATM card. He went through all the money, bro. Fucking grandfather was dead and fucking guys acting up on his credit. Hey, grandpa still got a 700. We all here. Grandpa Babs, baby. Wait, that's a true story. Yo, we'll t- save that for the next episode. Hold on. Wait. You stole your dead Yo, grandfather's money? Next hey, Tyler, you keep getting a side track, dude. Oh, you my God. on this, man. You're supposed to be the host of this. You're supposed yeah. to transition. Hey. Okay. Sorry America, if you leave. If you leave, future sponsor Bank of America. <laughs> if you leave the conversation with the Bab stole his his dead grandfather's money. We don't want to talk more about Survi- it. Survival of the fittest, and he didn't survive. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a way to look at it. We're on to Cincinnati. Yeah. All right. We're, speaking of that, we're on to Edelman. Football transitions. I am thrown off. Uh, he has a. What a premiere coming out like a documentary series or something, Spike. You said you want to talk about that, so the floor is yours. Yeah, so he has the documentary series called 100. It's coming out Friday. What's tomorrow, Thursday? He's doing a red carpet thing. Um, it just it feels like it's just following his journey from the suspension coming back, being Super Bowl MVP. A couple of things I just want to point out. Number one, Michael Rappaport is the one who's end up like I think he's the narrator, which is so stupid. He hates Brady. He hates oh Brady. He hates the Patriots. He's annoying. But money, money's money, and it is what it is. Number two, Mark Wahlberg's in it. Screw Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg walked out of Super Bowl 51. He's not a true Patriots fan. That's He's the bandwagoner of bandwagoners. Huh? That's one of Edelman's, like, best friends. I know. Like, but it's just, like, I hate that. Like, I just hate Mark Wahlberg. He's really not a Patriots fan. But uh, it's going to be an interesting thing. A lot of – it's going to be, you know, it's, like – Kind of like TVMA, rated R. Uh, it's cool. You can see Brady t- talking it. You'll see um, Belichick, I think, is going to be in it as well, too. Where, and, uh, where is Portland. it on? Like HBO? Yeah, it's going to be on show uh, Showtime. It's going to be on Showtime. It's going to be at 9 o'clock t- on uh, Friday. Um, and just uh, Edelman, man, like, it's, it's crazy for him to win the Super Bowl MVP. And just one of those stories out there for – and I've told this story plenty of times, and Corey knows that he saw it in person – is Ty Law won 10000 bucks off of Edelman winning MVP on a $200 bet this past year. When we had one of our friends meet Ty for the I first time. I will take time. a little bit of credit for that one. How do you want to take credit for that? Because I'm the one that asked Ty Law who you got for uh, MVP. That, yeah, yeah. Like, they were talking because it was just like we all met. Corey says that. And then Ty goes into a whole thing. I think it's going to be Edelman, and this is why. And then our buddy goes, yo, bro, I put 200 bucks to win ten grand." Ty pulls out. He's like, yo, put this down on me. So these guys just won 20 grand. Like when we were watching Super Bowl 53, that's the thing I was thinking in the back of my mind. Like, dude, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. So just think about Ty Law's weekend of getting into the Hall of Fame uh, or just, you know, he's going to make it or whatever. And then all of a sudden he won 10 Gs on top of it and the Pats won the Super Bowl. So just like, you know, just part of all that. But, uh, you know, I'll I'll watch it. Definitely. Edelman, uh, it's going to be interesting. Can't wait to see him come back next year. And uh, he signed a little extension as well, too. So I know all Pats Nation will have a boner this upcoming Friday night watching Showtime. Maybe he's just speaking for himself. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, no, a lot of Pats fans are no, like, no, Pats fans excited crazy. for it, dude. Every time hey, um, at Ryan, school I tell someone Ryan. from Boston, they'd say, oh, like Mark Wahlberg. I'm like, that guy's not – like, yeah, he's from Boston. Like, he's he has fraud. all that. But he's not – I wouldn't say he's the guy that you go to think of when you say Boston. Who do Ryan. you think, like, the standout guy is? The Brady Ortiz, like, like when you think of Boston, who's the person, like first person you think of, universally? Boston. Yeah, Brady. Yeah, yeah. It depends on the context of of what we're talking about. Like, if you just come up to me and say Boston, like, what what am I gonna think? I don't know. I could say I clam chowder for all I know. Portnoy. Yeah, Portnoy. You know, the Portnoy, Dave Portnoy, Ortiz, Brady, <laughs> um, Paul Pierce. I don't know. I don't. Depends. I think it's Ortiz or Brady, but yeah. Uh, Jerry, what you're gonna say? I like chicken. <laughs> All right. I was asking, Brian, <laughs> hey Brian, if you can 
sit down and talk to Edelman for 30 seconds. That's it. And he listens to you for 30 seconds. What would you say to him? If I sat down with Edelman, he would stand right up because I know he doesn't like me at all. But uh, if I had to sit down with Edelman for 30 seconds and have like a conversation with him, uh, I don't know. I'd just probably ask him about uh, – Okay, you're already at 29 seconds. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I, know, but, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'll do this on the spot here. <laughs> so I mean, how's the ring? A blowjob cool. would not take you that long. <laughs> wait, wait. Can you talk about why he doesn't like you? Or is that like, or do you think Edelman's listening? <laughs> I, I think the Edelman thing is because of the young Gronk days and doing the Gronk Spike Challenge. And I think there was a lot of uh, negativity towards it because – I think that the Gronkowski family thought I was trying to make money off of them when I wasn't really trying. That was never my intention to do that. So I always felt like every time I've met Edelman or been in, he's like looked at me and given me a dirty look. I just always felt like that. I have those vibes that he's like, I don't like this kid, which is, it is what it is. I pissed off one time in like 2012 or 11. He had that like running at a strip club where he like got in trouble and he was at the Celtics game like a week later, and I asked him about it. He got so mad. <laughs> I just, I think I just said like, "Yo, where's the strippers at?" And he just got <laughs> pissed off. Yeah, my dad's friend. He does like the travel agency. So for the Seattle Super Bowl, he set up the whole like after party. So we saw Edelman. He had like a huge beard. That's like his playoff beard. He's like, and whoever his girlfriend was at the time, I'm not sure if they're still dating. But he's like, hey, like, when are you gonna tell him to shave off the beard? He got my dad's friend kicked just because he brought that up. He's like, I set this whole thing up. He's like, I don't care, dude. Like, don't talk about my beard in front of people. He's like, what? Like, I guess What's he's kind of a weird dude off the field. Yeah. I mean. That's weird. Just thinking about it now, like now that I had some time to think, I'd probably talk about burgers or something with him. I, I wouldn't really want to talk about football. I'd rather talk about personal life. You know, what makes you love burgers so much? You're always talking about burger time, burger time. Like, just something like that. He does skateboarding. He loves skateboarding. He's a California dude. How's it feel to come from the same area or the same side of the country as Brady? You know, having that connection with each other, Cali boys. So, just shit like that. Cool. It's pretty cool. Like, all those guys are Cali boys, but now they're kind of like Boston boys, too. Yeah. It's pretty sick. Going back to Gronk, or, um, Spike King, do you think he's going to come back like uh, everyone's rumoring? So, talked to my boy Teddy Bruski today, and I uh, asked him that question and how he felt about it. And, uh, he thinks he's done. That's it. Doesn't see like he's going to come back. Um, you know, Bruski was saying that Gronk is the greatest tight end of all time. One of the things that the Patriots don't have now going into next season is teams have to play honest against Gronk. You don't know whether he's going to be out there for a blocking. You don't know whether he's going to go out there and split and run a route. Um, you you, you had to play honest. Now with all, whoever they end up putting a in that route. Yeah, a route, whatever. They end up and now in a position where – you know when they put someone out there, you know what you're going to expect. You know that the person out there is a tight end, they're going to go out there for a pass. Or you know that tight end there is going to be blocking. So he said that's going to kind of take away from the defense. I asked him about the O-line. And what I'm really, really nervous about that no one's talking about is the O-line this upcoming year. You have Isaiah Wynn coming off an injury, sliding into Trent Brown's spot. Um, you have, uh, you know, you lost Dwayne Allen and Gronk, who were both beasts last year. So you have a couple of new young guys that are coming in. I did have Kajust. He was a third round pick. Um, we're going to have to see what happens. Uh, a lot of people don't give props to Shaq Mason because last year, Trent Brown got this big, big contract from the Raiders, overpaid, completely overpaid. And Trent was good because he protected Brady's blind side. But Shaq was there to always pick up the pieces. Shaq was always there. So uh, he's someone that needs to get a lot of credit. But that's the one thing I'm worrying about this, this year, this upcoming year. The only way I can see Gronk coming back is if Brady's getting taken down too many times early in the season and he's like pretty much goes to Gronk and says, I need you to come back. Like, I need you to be here. Um, I My conspiracy theory is Brady st started stepping away from OTAs because he wants to rest his body. And um, it, that was I think that was the big deal about Kraft, Brady, and um, Belichick. Belichick last year, yeah. So, and I think if you remember last year, Gronk wanted to do the same thing. He wasn't having fun during the pre uh, during the practices. He didn't have fun during OTAs. He didn't want to be there. If Gronk stayed with this team and said, "Hey, Belichick, I'm sitting out OTAs," Belichick starts losing his locker because what's going to stop Edelman from doing that? What's going to stop the McCoys from doing that? What's going to stop Hightower from doing that? All these veterans. Hey, why does Gronk get to sit out? It's understood for Brady. Like Brady, it's kind of like that. You know, we understand because he's 41 years old. So I think the Gronk retirement is kind of a 
hey, just retire for now. Hold yourself out. Rest your body. Come back when we need you. Plus, for a guy of Gronk's caliber, why is he retiring on Instagram? Why aren't they having like a press conference for something like that? Like you figure like it would be bigger than like just him like, yeah, I'm retiring on an IG post and, and sends it out. So it's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens. I, I I think he has come back. Some people are saying no. I mean, it's a toss up. I think he comes back by like week 10. Speaking of comebacks, do you think uh, Josh Gordon's going to make a comeback? So they came out recently that he's still on that exempt list, I believe. And, yeah. uh, no, There's no word yet on what's going to happen. Um it's kind of cool to see Brady and that reports have come out that Brady's just being a really nice guy to Gordon wants to get his head in, in order. Um, I'm, I'm hoping he comes back. How crazy would this be? It's week 10 or it's like, let me look on right here. It's uh, yeah. Like week 11, week 10 after the bye week and you have Josh Gordon and Gronk coming back and you're going down to your, your playoff run. Like that's possible. That can end up happening. So uh, I, I think he ends up coming back at some point to Josh Gordon. Uh, from what I've heard inside the Patriots, they're expecting him to be there for the preseason. They're expecting him to be ready for week one. They're prepping for it. So, Do you, do you have any thoughts on the whole uh, Pats thing? Um, to be honest, like the Patriots is like such a long, drawn-out season that like ends in about like November time. That's when the Patriots start caring about everything. Like, yeah. Everything right now is so in a blender. Like Vab said, you don't know the O-line, this, that. But all that matters come November, you know damn well you're going to be like some of these guys that you don't even know yet are going to become like household names and they're going to be like the hottest free agents next year and shit. You know what I mean? And and, and that's something like a J.C. Jackson last year. He didn't really start stepping things up until that playoff push November, December and really started making a name for himself. Um, and... I'm just saying, like you, like you just said right there, September and October football means pretty much nothing in New England. It's just finding out, stay healthy. And the fact is that Brady can be protected, and that's my thing about the O-line. you got to protect Brady and make sure he stays healthy the entire year. And then when we hit November, you have the chance of having both Josh Gordon and Gronk coming back for your offense. The defense looks phenomenal on paper right now. They've definitely stepped it up to having Michael Bennett uh, coming in for veteran leadership. Jamie Collins that's now scary. back as well, too. Um that's a scary yeah. defense. Stefan Gilmore, what a signing by Belichick. He's a lockdown, like top top three corner right now in the league. And he could say you could say he's number one. But uh, and then you have guys that mixed in like uh Jason McCordy, JC Jackson, and the new guy, uh Joe Joan Williams. Like he's supposed to be coming in tall, tall cornerback. So that defense is gonna be good, man. Plus defense with Mary Thomas on offense. Like he's the most forgot about, I think, signing. Well, that we got Thomas. <laughs> What's great about DT is the contract. I don't have it in front of me, but it's only a couple hundred thousand. They can cut him, and and it's no loss for them. If he stays with the team, he gets like six million bucks. With DT, come in the preseason, see what he ends up having. Having another thing too is don't forget Ben Watson's on a four game suspension. So when he comes back week five, they're gonna have to cut someone at week five. Last year when Edelman came back, they cut Cyrus Jones. Cyrus Jones stayed. They cut him. He went to Baltimore. So it's just something another roster spot to keep an eye out. That whoever's on that bubble of getting cut will make that. 53 man that is going to be fighting for a spot week five when they bring Watson back. Oh. All right. We're going to wrap it up soon. And then Sox Yankees <laughs> going to London this weekend. Uh, we're going to talk more in depth about it tomorrow night. I think we're recording the Sox and four. If you haven't heard about it. Sox and four podcast, MLB podcast by ride the wave media. Uh, I'm on it. I don't really care if you care, but check it out. Uh, yeah. They're going to London. Corey, I think you went there for our GRD. I'll edit these out if you don't want people to know your <laughs> name. <laughs> um, you're go, you went to London for the Celtics, right? How was the uh, American sports atmosphere? Like, this is probably going to piss a lot of people off, but I didn't like London. I didn't like anything to do with that place. Like, the Celtics won. I was happy. After that, like, all I did, I just wanted to come home. I got really drunk over there bad things happened got the cops involved everything fucking fights over there it was awful i wanted my mom actually i wanted to crawl back in my mom's vagina and not be born there and, it is yeah I just, <laughs> bro become in another country involved in law enforcement bullshit not fun i wanted to come home <laughs> 
Didn't expect it to go that way. But all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the baseball like, dimensions, it's like 329 feet is left and right field and like 380s center. So there's going to be 100 billion home runs. Especially with the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, those yeah. motherfuckers are on like a 29 game streak of hitting a home run. Yeah. Um, to be honest, bro, Babs and I, we both pay attention to baseball like right now, but that starts, that starts like, Heating up in um after the All Star break is when we mostly care about baseball. Exactly what I said on Sox and Four. I don't really care about baseball until the trade deadline when it's like July 30, 30 or thirty first. That's when I care about yeah. baseball and I'll start paying attention. If we're being honest, I didn't pay attention to baseball until I got hired with you guys. Like I always knew about it, sort of. But like you're like, hey, do you want to be an MLB vlogger? I'm like, sure, why not? Just get my foot in the door. And so yeah, this is the first year I really paid attention to the Red Sox. It's a now, grind, dude. It's a tough sport to pay attention for the whole freaking season. 162 games. Every game's like four hours. They're back to back to back to back to back nights. I pick I pick the easiest sport where there's only like you know 16 games and there's a couple playoff games. That's it. Once a week. That's all I can handle. My my brain's too small to handle like 82 games or even 162 games. Speaking of which, tomorrow officially the Spike King is booking his trip down to Miami for Super Bowl 54. The flight will be booked tomorrow. I'm getting ready. We're going to be back down there. I'm hoping Ride the Wave follows suit. I hope we have a crowd down there because we're going to blow it up big this time. I wish I wish GRD was with me the entire time in Atlanta. He got to see the tail end of it. And uh, I know that uh, Super Bowl I might 54. come down there for two weeks this time. Yeah, you know what's you know what's great too? The Pro Bowl's down there as well. So if you go there just a little bit earlier, you can catch the Pro Bowl up in Orlando. Then you go down to Miami. And then uh, we're going we're gonna to run the show down there. We're going to take over that week again. That shit is going to be crazy. I'm going. All right. Any uh, final thoughts before we wrap this thing up? Um, Go Red Sox. <laughs> it, it just sucks right now. This is like the complete dead period of sports. And we're about to hit 4th of July. And, uh, I mean, training camp's coming at the end of the month for July for the Pats. Can't wait for that. And then all of a sudden we're back right into the Celtics season. And then the Bruins as well too. So, and then we get to the tail end of. Uh, but we keep riding. This guy keep riding. Gotta keep riding. All right, that'll do it for the very first episode of Boston's Big Three podcast, presented by Ride the Wave Media, sponsored by One One Hundred. Check us out at ridethewavemedia.com. Our Instagrams, Ride the Wave Media. What else do we have? All the sports pages, Ride the Wave Media, and then whatever or Ride the Wave, whatever sport you want to look at, MLB, NBA. And then we got the spiking. We got Green Runs Deep. Uh, if you care about my Instagram, Ty underscore Miller35, don't post anything really. But yeah, uh, they're eating the cameras and we'll just call this night a wrap. AirPods. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next time. And work on your technical difficulties next time. We out.